Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. All right, very good morning to you. I'd like to gather up here just to have a brief conversation about uh, shaping, shaping the practice context. And uh, so we have some shared aim. It doesn't have to be your aim. Perhaps it is a shared aim. And my attempt through teaching is to solve some uh, issues, <laughs> some common issues that we experience as human beings. And so that's the attempt through my teaching. And I find it uh, useful and helpful for me. And along the way, I've uh, found it helpful for others as well. And it seems to me that we're better off together trying to solve some of these issues than alone. And so this is part of the experience, gathering, introducing some concepts, perhaps hear from you, and we get to learn from each other. And so that's why these conversations are so meaningful for me. There's, a, there's an element of uh, community. There's an element of learning. There's an element of self-preservation. <laughs> there's all sorts of things happening in this conversation. So up on the board, uh, it lays out the focus of this practice, which is shoulders. Oh, lucky you. Shoulders, yes. And you could ask yourself, why shoulders? Well, it's up on the board as well. We have a tendency of holding blame in our shoulders. And if you've ever felt weighted, weighted, you know, it's like carrying the weight of the world is how we can, uh, we can experience our shoulders. And maybe some of you, when you get stressed, your shoulders start going up by your ears and these kinds of things and walking around like this and lead into all sorts of uh, uncomfortable experiences within the body. And so that's the focus this morning is uh, the shoulders. And the left shoulder responding to blame, when you're being blamed and how you respond to blame, and that's probably a mixed bag, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Responding to blame, you ever been blamed by somebody? Did you like it? Probably not. <laughs> the, right sh the right shoulder responsible for everything that happens. Everything that happens, it's a lot. That's a lot to take responsibility for. And sometimes we take responsibility for things that aren't even ours to take responsibility for. Sometimes we don't take responsibility for things that are ours, and so on and so forth. And so you think about these two experiences in the shoulders, it's a lot of weight to carry. And the tendency is the shoulders round in. They round in, close off here. And so if the shoulders round in, the chest caves, eyes drop. That's the tendency. And so we stop seeing what's right in front of us, and specifically others. That's always the risk. We start losing sight of others. That's a bad idea. And sometimes we lose sight of others because they're a source of pain, and others can be a threat. And if you paused and looked at your relationship with people, you'd find a lot of interesting experiences that live in there. People have a tendency of blaming, and so it's like, ooh, you're threatening because you're probably going to blame me. So stay away. You get over there and be quiet. And I'll just be over here and I'll be quiet. And we'll probably be better off. We convince ourselves of that quite easily. And so yesterday I was speaking about disappointment. A riveting conversation about disappointment. <laughs> disappointment often leads into blame. I'm disappointed in you. And now it's my turn to blame you. And tell you why I'm so disappointed with you. And it can often come across as blame, which is a harrowing ride, that is for sure. And blame is intense. We have a tendency of blaming ourselves, 
for a whole host of different things, and we can blame others for a whole host of different things. And that's what's on the left side of the board. As we blame, we divide up the, the world conveniently between the innocent and the damned. <laughs> I'm innocent, and you're the damned. And so, let me blame you for being the damned, for all these terrible things you've done to me, the innocent. I'm a baby lamb, and I must be treated that way. I'm soft and cuddly, innocent, and you've wronged me, and so now you are in the damned column, and to hell with you. <laughs> Convinced you are innocent, therefore right and superior. I am right, you were wrong, let me tell you how wrong you are. Very difficult to be in that situation. And ultimately, it's a way to punish. And punish is a way to fault, control, and dominate. It's one way we control and dominate people, is blame them. Stop speaking like that. Don't ever say that again. If you do, I will freeze you out. I'll treat you with the silent treatment. I'll stop touching you, looking at you. I'll just stop. And then when you come to your senses, maybe I'll start treating you with you some, some respect again. And so these are the ways in which we control other people. You do that, I'll yell at you. You do that, I'll criticize you. You do that, I'll ignore you. All the ways in which we control. Here, for sure, inside and outside. We wind up righteous and alone, because who the hell would want to spend time with you when you're behaving like that? Only the wild. And probably people you wouldn't respect anyways. And that's always the chance, that's always the risk in all of that. We wind up righteous, yes, but ultimately alone, because nobody can stand you. And you know what that is like, absolutely. People have probably run from you in your life. And that's the, what happens if we choose to be righteous and too righteous. It's a frosty experience, isn't it? Oh my goodness. And it's the pathway to suffering dreadfully. One way to do that is to be alone. We suffer dreadfully when we're alone. And to cast yourself out into the future 10, 15, 20, 30, 30 years from now. And if you're so embittered and resentful, yet righteous, what would you look like then? <coughs> Probably not the kind of life that you want. Alone. With, I don't know, a bunch of cats and a bunch of excuses why you're so right and everybody's so wrong. Not ideal. And it's a terrifying vision if you spent five minutes envisioning that for yourself over the future. And that's only wait, it's waiting for all of us in our own way. That's what's horrifying about the vision. That's like a destination waiting for each and every one of us if we're not paying attention to who we're being in our, inside of our relationships. One way I, I have blamed myself in my life is convincing myself like this belief that I don't deserve good things. That's a belief I've held for 
quite some time. And it's something I consistently have to counter. That this belief, I don't believe, I, I don't deserve good things. And as a consequence, I can blame myself for a whole host of different things. It's like, uh-huh, here you go again. You're useless, you're this, you're that. You don't deserve this. You don't deserve good things. You don't deserve abundance. And how I can deprive myself of good things as a consequence of that belief. And I've been masterful at it in a whole host of different ways, and it's cost me a lot. And if I continue to believe it, I'll blame myself, and I'll minimize myself, and I'll never get the things that I want. And that's one way that I have kept myself small in my life, by blaming and keeping myself constrained. And it has been the pathway to disappointment, for sure. And how blame and disappointment reinforce each other. And that's the game that we can play with ourselves, for sure, but with other people. And then if I cast that out to other people, I mean, I'm full of blame. Blame me for being too tall or too short or, I don't know, not swift enough, too smart. I mean, it's endless when I pause and consider how much I can dump on other people if I'm not careful. You're lazy, you do too much. I mean, it's all these extremes that we can dance in. And it's fascinating and how this can create conflict in our relationships. The very thing we find important and how we can soil our relationships if we're not paying attention and how automatic this experience is, this conversation we can have with ourselves. And then you could ask yourself, what the hell does this have to do with yoga? Well, we're about to practice. And this mat can be used as a way to build yourself up or tear yourself down. You could spend the next 60 minutes blaming yourself for God only knows what. I don't know, not going for a walk yesterday. I don't know, having an extra serving of salad. It's like, whatever. Not getting into a pose or feeling the way you're feeling. (coughs) This is a recipe for self-blame, for sure, this mat. And so the idea is to ensure that you're not doing that to yourself and to counter it with some, I don't know. (laughs) I put absolve up there as the opposite of blame. You know, give yourself some freedom, some ownership, some responsibility, however you want to say it. And so the opposite is recognize yourself as a wicked perpetrator. (laughs) And that's useful. It's a weird thing to consider, but it's also useful. And how wicked you can be with yourself And if that's true here, it's also true out. And how wicked you can be with the people that you find mm, the closest to you. And just to let that sit in. Because it would be easy, oh, I'm not like that. Ah, I'm not like that. Or I have every right to be that way. That's not a helpful stance. And ideally, you can make this conversation real in your life. Because chances of you blaming somebody right now, that you're blaming somebody current in your life, is quite likely. That you're holding the sword. You're the righteous. You're the innocent going into battle. And so the attempt is to straighten out the inner battle within before you go to battle against battle with, uh, before you go to battle, into battle against others. You know, it's like figure this battle out that you're in before you jump into battle against others. 
This is like where we can be the hypocrite. (laughs) I'm going to judge you and blame you for the very thing that I'm blaming you for. It's a very strange position that we can take. (coughs) You're a very terrible person for all of these things while embodying those very very same things and qualities that we're blaming somebody else for. It's an odd position that we can take. Make your domain of experience pristine and developed. Your domain of experience, the present moment, your relationships, where you are in the world. Make it pristine and developed. That's the idea of you being on this map, is to develop yourself through practice and make it pristine. Build understanding and common ground that's good within, certainly out to good outside of yourself as well. The tendency is we blame others because we don't really know them. That's how it seems to me. Don't really understand their position. Often don't spend too much time trying to understand somebody's position or who they are. You're different, so I don't like it. (laughs) It can be something like that. And the secret to your future is right in front of you. It's always such a fascinating realization. The secret of your future is right in front of you. And it's others. It's others. That's what's so brilliant about being with others. It's like the success of her future is right you, you, right in front of me. And it is you. The opposite of that is me being on my own, which is not very successful. Imagine you spent a few moments saying, hey, what kind of future I want? It's like, well, I'd like to be alone, actually. Not around anybody. I can't imagine that's what you'd come up with. Your pristine destination in your future. It's going to happen through other people. And that's why it's so important to pay attention to who we're being with other people. Because it's very delicate. And it's very easy to destroy. Destroy relationships. One relationship after another. You already know what that feels like because you've been here long enough. Relationships that you appreciated and then were no longer. They were no longer. And we play a role in that. And so the idea in your practice this morning is to pay attention to what you're practicing. It's because we're practicing all of the time. Something for sure. And to hold a commitment to make your state as pristine as possible. Get outside of the blame. And you'll see it creep up. You'll see it. It'll pop itself up, reveal itself in your practice. Some semblance of blame. It'll be fascinating if you're curious about it. And so then I have a question for you. Speaking of blame, who are you currently blaming in your life? Mmm, straight to the heart. Who are you blaming? A coworker, a boss, a sister, a brother, a parent, yourself, I don't know. Who are you currently blaming in your life? And the declaration gives you, it's the identification of a problem. It's a problem you have. Something or someone you're blaming, it's a problem. It gives you something to solve, yes. I'll end this so we can get into practice. Drag you into talking. <laughs> Make this real. That's the whole point. That's the idea. 
Otherwise, this has no value, this conversation has no value. So make it real for you. Notice who you are being on your mat and what you're practicing. Give yourself a lot of space. Get outside of blame. Mmm, sounds delicious. All right, everybody, shoulder work today. See you on the mat. Thanks for being here. Nice to be with you.